Adrian's going to come and share tonight. I went away on holiday and uh, came back and Adrian was a granddad when I got back. How about that? And uh, I'd, I'd like to say he doesn't look old enough to be a granddad. I'd like to say that. <laughs> the grace poking through in it. Let's just pray for Adrian and ourselves just as we hear from God, uh, God's word tonight. Oh, Father, we just thank you for this time together, sharing together, opening our hearts to you. And Lord, as we open up the word, we just pray that what Adrian's prepared, uh, we'd be ready to receive. Uh, we just pray again for transformation of hearts and lives to the glory and honor of your name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> So, good evening. It's good to see you. Um, What Andrew doesn't know, I'm not going to give away anything tonight, but I've um, I've been given um, some some stuff and details about you, Andrew, over the years, and I shall release that across across the year. So, so so don't worry. I'm not going to say where it's come from, but uh, let me tell. I've got some good stuff on him now. So. I'm not going to say anything tonight, though, but I've got some good stuff on him, so that's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I knew that he'd have a field day with me being a granddad, and all, so I, I, I thought I've got, to get, I've got to get him before all of this. Um, if you have a Bible, please um, turn to the 1 Peter. We're going to look at 1 Peter uh, for a moment or two this evening, and... Um, 1 Peter chapter 5, just want to look at that for a moment or two, and that's where we're going to go. I I want to just take a few moments um, this evening, just uh, dealing with the theme of um, worry and anxiety, and uh, we we, we sort of celebrated this morning as a church, hence it's it's a little bit different the the way that this this evening set up, because it was set up differently this morning for our back to school service, and uh, and we were thinking of school and uni and teachers. We've got a lot of teaching people in church. And not only that, September is a time when people come back of their holidays and feel a little bit of angst and anxiety about work and life and stuff and what are we going to do. And often people will change their job and start a new job, not only in the teaching profession, but September. September is a, an interesting time of the year. Over the years, I've noticed it's, it's as big as January as starting new things in a lot of people's lives. And with that comes um, sometimes a little bit of anxiety about stuff that's... And particularly for your children, if they're starting a new class, a new school. So, and so I just wanted to just take up this theme just for a few moments. I've, I've looked at it before, but the theme of de- uh, dealing with anxiety. So um, it should come up. It will come up. Let's pray it comes up. It has come up on the screen. Good. Okay. So uh, we're going to look at uh, dealing with this. So um, if you have got 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 to 8, I just want to read just a couple of verses, really. But it says in 1 Peter, uh, Peter wrote this to scattered Christians who were going through worries and uh, persecution and, and hard times and difficulties. So these were people going through difficult times. And he said this in verse 6 of, of chapter 5, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And this is the verse I particularly want to look at tonight. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Uh, another translation says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Verse 7 in particular is what we're going to look at th- this evening. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Um, 
So many years ago, quite a few years ago, when I was, um, I was at Bible, Bible College. So this is, this is now going back 30, 31, 30, 33, 30, 30 something years ago. And uh, was training and, and as a student. And I, I probably shared this story before, but it's about anxiety. I'm going to share a personal story of my own ang- angst and anxiety at the time. And uh, I was training, and you would go away at weekends to different churches. You know, you have a student, and a group of students would go to a church, and every now and again, get an opportunity to, to speak in that church. And uh, wherever I went, and if I had a few limited opportunities, whenever I came to speak, I would... Now I look back, I probably had panic attacks. <laughs> Not the best thing. I would, I would get to the point where the, on, on the morning of going to speak, so I'd have to travel to the, the church, the local church, on the morning that I was going to speak, and, 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 and like, like, I, like I am right now, I would um, go to the bathroom, and I wasn't sick, but I, I, my stomach would feel so bad, I'd start to, forgive me, but I'd start to reach. And it, it, it got so bad where I thought, I just can't, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm doing this course, but... I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And it got, I'm, now I understand, I was probably having, it got so severe, it was my anxiety, my worry, it was probably panic attacks. Uh, there was a verse that kept me going. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That one verse became my, it wasn't, it was, it was mine. I made it mine. And uh, uh, that and mints, extra strong mints seem to, because when, when you worry, you salivate. When you salivate, it makes your stomach feel worse. You got, and I wouldn't eat, and so I worked. And so it sort of seemed to break the cycle. But it was mainly I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I don't put it down to the extra strongs. It was Christ who gave me strength. And, you know, I, I don't do that anymore, by the way. I don't have those panic attacks. I don't stand up here and just think I can just do it. I have a little bit of a healthy, I need you, Lord. But I'm, I'm not debilitated. But let me show you something. I came across... So this is of a girl who had a panic attack. Look at this. This is what anxiety can do to us. And now to honor America and salute the men and women serving our country with our national anthem, please welcome, as voted by you, the fans, our winner of the Toyota Get the Feeling of a Star promotion, Natalie Gilbert. Still there. 
anxiety is a, you know, it, it, uh, it's been defined as worry that, that pulls us in different directions. You know, concern, angst, worry. That, that it's like a tug of war that goes inside, pulls you this way. I can, I can't, I'll feel, I don't. I feel a fool, they're looking at me, I'm no good, I'm not good. And it, and it pulls, and it pulls. And what it does, it chokes. It can pull you in knots that it can get you to choked. Now that girl could really sing. She was good. But, I, I, you know, you feel for her when she chokes in front of all of those people. And that guy, uh, there was a head coach of the football team who came and stood beside her and coached her through. And what a great guy he was as an encourager. But that's what Jesus is, our great comes alongside, stands with you, and will walk with you and walk you through. It's amazing. And it's that that I want to look at over the next few moments. You know, we sometimes hear um, the words, um, I'm falling apart at the seams. Uh, People say, don't fret over that. It's like when you fray, you get frayed. And the idea there is, is, is being pulled apart. And that's exactly what anxiety does. It's not wrong to be anxious, and it's not wrong to worry. It's quite normal. But if we get into a cycle where we can't get ourselves out of that and it starts to choke us in life and as a mum or a dad or a student. And to me, it was choking me when I was at Bible college before I was about to speak. And, uh, you know, Jesus stood alongside me like that guy did on the video and walked with me and strengthened me. And so it's just really looking at that. It's it's that that I want to look at over the next um, few moments. I came across... Some psychologists were just looking at anxiety, and uh, they looked at an average person's anxiety focus. Listen to this. You know, you could debate this, but listen to this. Uh, this, is, this is what they, uh, a particular group of psychologists, they, you know, you can run tests, can't you? And then you can come back and you can disprove. And, but listen, this is interesting. Uh, an average focus of an anxiety focus, 40% of what... So what they, when they looked at people with anxiety, like you and I, they said 40% of the things that w- will never happen. 40% of the stuff that, that I'm tied up in knots on is not going to happen. It happens, we, we become a self-fulfilling prophecy because I choke and then, and then I don't do. But if, if I wasn't that worried, I, I, I'd be okay. 40%, they reckon, of what we worry about actually is never going to happen. 30%... Um, uh, are things in the past that can't be changed anyway. So 40% of what we worry about is not going to happen, and then another 30%, so 70% is stuff, 30% is in the past, and it's done now. So if I, if, if I fret anymore, it's, what's, what, you know, it, it's easy for me to say, but they say it's, it's done and it can't be changed. 12% um, uh, are things that we're, we're, others have criticised us, and it's their opinion. might not be te- terribly true. So 12% of what we, we, we look at is, is where people criticise you and I. And it's their opinion. It might be true, but it might not. It's filtered through their opinion. Uh, 10% um, about our health, which actually, if we worry about certain things, it only makes us feel worse, uh, which is interesting. 8% finally, uh, real problems that we really do face, or we may face. So about 8%, you know, scientific, but, but something like 8%, generally, averagely speaking, generally seems to occur, is, is worth worrying about. The rest, when you look at what the outcome is in our own lives. And, um, and Peter is speaking about, he's not a psychologist. Peter is speaking with love and faith and hope 
in a, a beautiful saviour whose name is Jesus, finding hope and life and, and saying, look, look church, look people, everyone else in the world like you is going through worries and strife. Cast your cares on him. That is God, that is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he cares for you. And if you do this, you're going to come through. So it's that that I want to really look at. So the thing is with our, our anxiety, it, it really does, in bringing it all together then over the next, uh, the next moment really is, that it, it's something that really, it's worry that plays on your mind, in other words. What we're feeling in here and in here and in our heart and in our body, it's, it's, it's very much a large percentage of that is being played out in my mind. Locked into you. You worry about something that I wouldn't worry about. And somebody will give you great advice and you shouldn't worry about that. That's all right for them to say that because it's you. And you worry about that, but it doesn't worry them. But what worries me won't worry you. It's that type of thing. But it's something that's locked in and it's locked in our minds. Now, the thing about the mind is, is that we can stoke things up, can't we? And you you see in the the stats that I've just read. You know, I heard somebody say, uh, you're only cooking up trouble when you stew upon over tomorrow. You're only cooking up trouble in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your relationships, going frayed, falling at the seams, getting choked, getting screwed up. We're only cooking up trouble when we stew over tomorrow, when we go over it again and again. But it's hard to get it out of your mind, isn't it? It's hard to get it out of your emotions. I know what it was like when I was feeling really choked. Um, another, uh, I came across uh, one Christian writer, and he said, one of the greatest walls that we have ever have to climb over is the one that we build up in our hearts and minds. One of the greatest uh, obstacles or wall that we have to climb over is, is, is the obstacle or wall that we build in our heart and mind. Uh, this is why Paul says in Second Corinthians, the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. And when you look into that, those strongholds are vain pretensions, thoughts that hold themselves up against the knowledge of God. Generally, strongholds in the mind. Not exclusively, but generally, that's what he's speaking about. And um, so worry is often in, in us. Yeah, there's stuff going on outside. But um, we can't control that. But we can control what take take authority over me and what's going on within. Uh, uh, and worry is within, and and it's that that rings us out. It's that the mind and the heart, the emotions, the will, the body, the spirit that ties us up in knots. We saw that that lovely girl who was who was a very talented singer. The moment got to her. There's nothing wrong in that, but and so we get knotted up inside. And uh, we can choke. Uh, someone talking about, you know, worry, circumstance, problems, anxiety said this. Um, said it's not the load that breaks you down, but perhaps the way you carry it. In life, it's not always the load that is going to break you. It's the way that we carry it. The way that we carry it. Now, that's, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's, that's not a Bible verse. That's just someone's opinion. But it's interesting observation, isn't it? It's, they said it's not the load that sometimes breaks you down, but it, perhaps it's the way that you carry it. So I, I want to ask the question, um, can we carry it in such a way that it doesn't break us down? Can we deal, and, and I, I had to find a way of dealing with my natural, normal worry. Uh, am I up to speaking in front of a group of people many, many years ago? How can I carry this? 
And for me, I found I can do all things through strife, strife, <laughs> strife that doesn't give me strength, through Christ that gives me strength to be a major help and bless him. And so I, I want to share three things this evening, uh, three things that we get um, that I want to just point out from this uh, 1 Peter 5 verse 7 um, in, in helping us, helping you, helping me carry myself, carry the anxiety. Because uh, it's part of being human, but is there a way of carrying it so it doesn't break me? So number one is, oh, sorry, I've gone backwards. I need to go the other way. Here we go. He says in verse uh, seven there, cast your anxiety or cast your cares on him because he cares for you. The first, the first thing that we see there and the first thing that I'm going to say is we're called to cast our anxiety, cast our care. Um, in fishing, you cast out. You, you, I, I don't fish. Mick, you, you do, I don't. Uh, it doesn't light my fire necessarily, and so I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. But in casting, you, 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 you don't throw your rod, but you, the, the hook goes out there somewhere. You know, and you throw it right back out there. And there's something in casting your cares. It's basically, it's, it's throwing ourselves. It's throwing yourself at God's mercy. It's throwing my life. Uh, you know, you don't want to wheel it back in again. You don't want to pick it up. You're going to throw yourself and leave yourself in God's care. The idea of the casting there isn't, isn't the full illustration of wheeling it back in. But the casting is of throwing out, putting it out there, throwing it out there. But we're not just going to throw it anywhere. We're going to throw ourselves onto God. And that's the, the sort of picture that um, Peter says. We'll look in a minute because he's, he's very trust, God is trustworthy. He's going to catch us. I, I, I um, always worried when you, if you see a, a, rock, a, rock pop, you know, a rock concert and you get these people that sort of surf and they just jump out. I just think, what would they do if nobody caught them? You know? And, they just, they, and th- there is that jumping out, as it were, into God's arms. And my whole life, giving him my all, giving him me, everything, the lot. And this is what he says there, cast your anxiety on him. And is that that picture there of, um, you know, when, when we let go, God, God is in a position to take hold of me. When I let go, when I give myself, when I let go with anxiety, I'm holding on to something in my mind and my heart. I can't do this. What are they going to think of me? It's hard to let go of those sort of thoughts. But there's got to be a point where we come and cast ourselves. It's to throw ourselves, to throw what I am, who I am and what I have and my all and say, this is it. I think for me, I got to the end of my tether where I thought, I'm going to have to stop Bible college. I'm going to have to go home. I can't do this. This is t- turning me in knots. And I just threw my all and said, I'm going to just trust. I'm going to, um, I can do all things for you. It gives me strength. And there's something in that. When we let go that, that God is in a position Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit is in a position to take hold. Well, how, how do we do that, you say? Because if you're like me, you, you know, you can, you can get into a panic and, and it can become, in its extreme form, a bit of an attack. Um, look, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few things. In that casting, uh, in, um, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, um, Paul shares with the Philippian Christian, says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, you know, pray, present your request to God. It's in Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7. The first thing is pray. The casting starts as we begin to pray. We just give ourselves to God and say, I'm going to give you my, I'm, 
Father God, I'm giving you my life. And uh, it's, it's the first thing to do. Um, I was speaking recently about um, praying, a, a couple of Sunday mornings ago, um, praying through pain. And uh, praying through, not just saying a prayer, but praying a prayer. And there's something about praying a prayer and saying a prayer. Praying a prayer, well, I, I haven't got time to go over that now. Uh, listen, listen to that message about praying through pain. But, but the first thing is, in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, present your request to God. It talks about the peace of God will guard our heart, will, will garrison, stand guard, um, lift you up. And it's the picture, you know, of, um, it's a great, that, 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 the video that we saw earlier of the, of the young lady singing and then forgot the words and then, and then a voice just tied up. The, the head coach of that team come and stood beside her and started to sing. And, 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 and the, the garrison, it, it, Jesus comes and stands. As we pray, he stands beside. And, and he coaches you and me and says, it's a, it's a beautiful picture, that. You, you see the coach beginning to even sing the words. I think Jesus, I felt Jesus was saying the words with me and, and egging me on and saying, you can do this and, and I'm with you. And, and, it, and this is the picture of the garrison as we pray. And so the, the, first, the first aspect of how we cast ourselves is to just throw ourselves on God's care and, to, and give, him, give, him, give him your life in prayer. The, the second thing then is, uh, in, in Philippians 4, um, in, in verse 8, he, he, Paul, Paul says, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy think on these things isn't that interesting it's in philippians 4 8 think on these things you see anxiety often plays on the mind i can't i can't and paul says whatever's true whatever's noble whatever's pure whatever's good whatever's excellent whatever's praiseworthy think on these things i find the word of god for me i can do all things through christ who gives me strength became an amazing not just a a, a little promise or a, a mantra it became a living the living word that i thought on and when i thought i can't do this i'm no good i'm never going to achieve this i and i start to feel i would think i'm going to trust you I can do all things through you. I just, now give, please Lord, I used to pray, give me strength, give me supernatural, give me strength. It worked. It didn't happen straight away, but it absolutely worked. And um, I find that praying God's word, uh, Andrew said earlier about where there was no word. So you need a word, you need a word from God for your life. Uh, I, I had a word from God over my life, and it was, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength at that time. It became my word, and it gave me sustenance. And I chose to listen to that, and I chose to frame that in my mind. And it's interesting, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't know about you, but I need my mind renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the truth of God's word. And I find that as, as I... Um, cast my life upon him and for me i need i need the word of god upon my mind i, I find that uh, my my thoughts can turn toxic i can't do this i'm not going to be this i'll never do this i'll never achieve that and there's there's a little bit of that, that that's, that's just a bit normal but then um i find that a word from god changes transforms who i am it, it really works that's why paul said it that's why peter says it 
And so cast. And so it's, as we pray, and, and I, I guarantee as you begin to throw your life on his mercy, he'll, he'll ha- you'll have a word for your life. Somebody might come and prophetically speak a word of God into your heart and life. It, it, or, or, or so you, you, you may begin to read. And, and for me, it was that verse that jumped out for me. I didn't just pick it by chance. I, I, I laid hold of that. It became a hope, an anchor, it cha- and it changed my whole well-being. And here I am, 30, 30, 30 odd years later, uh, and uh, I don't have panic attacks uh, anymore regarding that particular thing. And uh, so, cast yourself. Uh, sec- second thing that I, that, that, moving on then, is he um, says, uh, cast your anxiety on him. Uh, or another translation says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So, so the second thing is, is this is our, our casting, is throwing ourselves, throwing, giving in our all. We do that through prayer. Uh, the, the, a word, God saying a word, revealing a word, you reading a word, you laying hold of the word. And then the second thing, it's on him. It's casting on him. It's, as I said, it's not just on the crowd out there. Um, it's not just anywhere, but on God, on Jesus, on the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the most amazing things is that Jesus revealed God as a heavenly father. Before, before Jesus, the Jews worshipped God as the almighty God out there. Uh, they wouldn't even dare mention the name, his name. They wouldn't even mention the name of God. The way they wrote the name of God was in a certain way. Such was the, the, the fear and awe. And Jesus came and revolutionized life when he said, um, pray our father in heaven. The revelation of Jesus, the New Testament revelation that you and I have, is that God isn't just a distant being out there, or, uh, seated on a cloud with a bushy beard, or, or, or an, an ama- uh, this, this positive energy and force, but he's a, a mighty creator father who loves you and loves me. And Jesus revealed God as a father. This was mind-blowing at the time. This is why people wanted to kill him. The Jews wanted to kill him at the time. To reduce God, to speak of God as a father was, was the most incredible revelation. Uh, a, a father whose heart is pure, pure love, pure good, pure generosity, incredible pure grace. And so he prayed in, in Luke and prayed like this, our father in heaven. He, he, he called, referred to God as Abba, uh, he, he prayed, Abba, Father, which, which literally is a term of endearment. It's, it's a term that, that um, is um, of uh, um, um, a baby, or an infant rather, an infant that says, Mama, Dada. And uh, it, it, the, the picture there, is, and Jesus used this term, Abba, which is, uh, he didn't, like Mama, Dada, it's, 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 it really, it's, it defines the experience of the human heart relating to a mighty God in family love. Father. It's incredible. It was absolutely, mind-blowingly revolutionary. And of a a child, so with a child there's a sense of innocence where um, arms are lifted and complete and utter trust and mummy and daddy will totally dote and love your little one and that's the picture that Jesus shares about God uh, the, the, the dada 
relationship. Now, that's not being disrespectful of the almighty creator who is holy, who's created the universe, who's flung stars into space. He is that. But this is what's revolutionary. He's dada. The relationship, the awe, the wonder, the love, the forgiveness, the care. And this is why Peter says, cast your anxieties on him. Because like dada, he cares for you. He's that interested. Uh, so when Linda uh, shared the prophetic word, like the, the grain of sand on the seashore, that's how much he cares. Uh, millions, billions, zillions, trillions of grains of sand on the seashore. And God cares about you, the grain, and me, the grain. Dada. That's incredible. It's revolutionary. It's the best news the world could ever have. And so um, Jesus uh, in uh, Matthew um, Chapter 6, uh, you don't have to turn to it, I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh, this, this him, this God uh, on him, this confidence that we can have of him, he reveals him as father. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew, Matthew 6 verse 25, Therefore he said, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Uh, they, they do not sow or, or, or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are, not, are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not spin and labor. You are valuable. The word there means beloved, doted on, precious, beyond all comparison. You know, that precious, that valuable, that he would be extravagant with his love for you, the grain of me, the grain of sand. And um, this this is the God. This is the him. Cast all your cares on him. This is the him. This is amazing. This is why Peter says this. It's amazing for you and I. Maybe to come back to that, just be refreshed in that for a moment. Because when you're going through it, no one else knows what you're going through. When you're going through it, it doesn't feel like it's the him. It feels like he's, he's lost. He's not there. Life, life is bad and it can feel like that. But it's still him. It still is him. And, 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 but we're called to cast, to, to throw ourselves on him. Because he's the one who's, who thinks you're so valuable. You're so precious to him. He's a father and he loves you that, that so very, very, um, very much. A man called A.W. Tozer said this um, about our Christian experience of him. He said, if, if only we could stop lamenting and look up, God is here. Christ is risen. The spirit has been poured out from on high. All this we know is theological truth. It remains for us to turn it into joyous experience. Him, Father, Him. Cast your cares on Him. It remains for us to turn it into joyous experience. By trusting Him, joyous experience. What a man. Toza was a great man. Understanding the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to cast on, on this amazing this is, the, this, is, this is the confidence that we can have because he cares. The confidence of our casting. You, you have to be, you, you can, you'll throw yourself on him if you can be confident in him. And uh, it, the confidence comes because he cares. How valuable, how much more valuable. 
I mean, God is the creator and he, he values all of creation. But how much more valuable, Jesus says, are you, O grain of sand, that you are so valuable to him, so that we can come in confidence and cast uh, on him. And finally, um, the third thing that I would say that we can do, so to make the load uh, bearable, the anxiety load, we can bear it and, and maybe um, break something and, and come through something in our lives, is, um, it says, um, so cast ourselves uh, on, on him. And it's having a, this, this key idea of, of the Father and that we're so valuable. And, and then, um, why? Because he cares for you. Uh, cares for you. There's something in our lives that, that um, I don't know about you, but I, I, I think he cares for them, but he doesn't care for me. I'm going through this. They're all right. You know, if I'm going through this, he can't really care. You know, there must be something about me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not, not, not spiritual enough. Maybe I haven't read my Bible enough. Uh, maybe I've done something wrong in my life. Um, we can always believe for other people, but sometimes not for us. We, 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 I'm, I'm so, um, I dangerously compare myself to others. That's a dangerous thing to do, isn't it? And uh, so there's something about my identity, who, you, who I am. Uh, who I am is so important. Uh, this morning um, in our back to school, uh, Sunday morning, um, Helen shared, remember who you are. From the, we were looking at the idea of the Lion King. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, listen to that. It, it, it was a message for the whole family and, and for children in particular. But it's it, the idea, I'm, I'm following on in that in a way. Remember, who, your identity. Who are you in God? And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I sometimes find myself saying, oh, they're better than me. And, you know, this pastor's doing better there because they're better, they're cleverer, they're more, more charismatic there and this and the danger is we can compare ourselves and I'm no good and we're back to this but we, but but that's not the case you know we uh, you know if you're a Christian then I say this the Bible the New Testament clearly shows that you all of us we are adopted into the family we're all in the family of God um, you know, if you're adopted into God's family through Jesus then you are classed as a child of God. He has no better children or lesser children. God has billions of children called believers. They believe and follow him. You know, we're, we're all, we're, so we're in the family of God. We're adopted and um, we're, we're, we're children of God. We have the spirit in us. Jesus said, if I go to be with the Father, I will be with you and I'll send the spirit to be in you. So all of us would have the spirit in us. And Jesus is with us. He says, if I go to be with the Father, I'll be with you and in you. And that's for all of us. And uh, so it's just so important to know, um, you know, who we are and uh, identity. In Romans chapter 8, you don't have to turn to it, I'll read it. But in Romans 8, verses 14 to 17, to prove a point, Paul says this. He says, uh, chapter 8, verse 14, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Hello? For those, if you're a Christian, you're led by the Spirit of God, you are children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought you adoption to sonship, sons and daughters in the family. And by him, that's Jesus and the father, we cry, Abba, Father, Dada. Yeah, it's amazing. This is, a, this is a great, Romans 8 is great. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. 
Everything I've just been saying is absolutely true. We're God's children. Now, if we are children, how about it gets better, though? It gets so much better. Now, Paul says, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. We share in his glory. We share in the glory of God, the glory of Jesus. Lavished with, in Ephesians it says, with all of his riches. Just, just let that sink in for a moment. It's hard to let it sink in, but let it sink in for a moment. Um, if you're going to have a good soak in the bath, soak in this verse. Put your radox in, but soak in this verse for a moment. For we are adopted into the family of God with all of his riches, all of his blessings. We are, we are heirs. This is our inheritance. This is our inheritance, all of the goodness of God. That's my identity. Now, I say that. Romans 8, verses 14 to 17. Go and read that again for yourself. That's, your, um, uh, that, that's, that, that's the pill for this evening, as it were. Take that one. Uh, that, that's that's going to last for hopefully a long time. Look, I'd say this. Uh, I've said this before. What defeats me doesn't need to define me. This is something that I've, I'm learning. I've learned and I'm learning. What defeats me does not have to define me. I would say this. What God declares over me defines me. So when Andrew said we need a word from God, he's absolutely right. This is, what, this is my philosophy of my life, is what God declares over me is I want to define me, not what anyone says about me. Listen, if people say I'm rubbish or I'm brilliant, fair do, say what you like. But at the end of the day, I'm only going to take one, I'm going to soak in one thing over my life. What does God say? What does Jesus say? Hey, come on, if you can get hold of this, so when, you, when I'm defeated, it doesn't have to define me. You don't have to be a screw-up, a failure. What does God say? Well, God says, you're my son and my daughter. You're in my family. I adopt you. My spirit's in you. You're an heir to all the benefits of heaven. Get, get hold of that for your heart and your life. It's, it's quite incredible. It's pretty amazing. It's astounding. It does not have to define me. And so, you know, this evening, cast everything, throw ourselves at his feet. Why? Because he's an amazing father. Who, why? And, and how, how can we be sure? He truly cares. He truly cares. Uh, let him define who you are. He, you are so valuable. You are so valuable. He cares that much, oh you grain of sand, that you're that valuable to him. You know, this, um, this evening. So, those three things, casting anxiety in him, uh, he's, he, remembering he's, he's an amazing father, and, and that let him define you. Let him, let him, he declare over your life this evening. Let's, we're going to sing together as, uh, as we, let's pray first of all. Worship team are going to come, and we're going to just de- have God's declaration over my life. Maybe this evening, you need God's declaration over your life. You just need to Lay hold of that and let him lay hold of you. You know it, but as Toza said, we need to make it our joyous experience this evening. Heavenly Father, we, you know, it's it, worry and a bit of anxiety is normal. It's part of life. But we're talking tonight about when it ties us up in knots. And I just want to pray for anyone this evening that gets so worried and so anxious at times um, or was going through a very anxious time. You know, maybe this evening there are people going through really worrying times. There are seasons in our lives 
I just want to pray for anyone this evening that's going through a time of great anxiety, great worry, great strain, being tied up in knots. I just pray that you would just speak over their life right now. Declare your goodness. Declare your love for them, that you may define them. Don't let the turmoil, the terror, what's going on the circumstance, define anyone tonight, Father God. But declare over their marriage, over them as a dad, husband or a wife, a mum, son or daughter, work, manager, whatever it might be this evening that Maybe we have a, a feeling inside that we have a, a predisposition to be an anxious person from time to time. We just come to you tonight, Father, and just would you declare over my life? What have you got to say? You have the final word. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You have the first say and the very last say over life, over the universe. So we welcome you, Jesus. Alpha and Omega, to have the very first say over me and the last say. I pray for anyone this evening that feels beaten up, bruised, broken, chewed up and spat out. Would you have the last say over their life, Father God, I pray. Would you speak? I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will speak a word. Holy Spirit, come and breathe life and hope and grace. Let a river be released this evening that will fill our hearts and minds. And come and speak your word. Declare who we are in you. A son, a daughter, child, heirs, beloved. Oh, Jesus, release something by the power of your revelation in us, miraculously birth something fresh. Come and declare over us tonight. Come and declare over us. There are people not here this evening. Would you speak over them? There are loved ones children, sons, daughters, would you declare over them? There are relationships that have gone sour. Would you come and declare over that right now? There's work uh, decisions. Would you come and declare, make a declaration, beginning and end over our lives and our life, my life, our church, this town, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. It's who you say that we are. It's who you say. Have your say. So many want their say. My mind is racing. I hear a voice that says, you can't do. You're no good. You're not good enough. I'll never achieve this. I can't do that. Come and have your say. Come and say a word. Life-breathing, giving word. He who has ears, it says in the book of Revelation, hear what the Spirit has to say. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe a word of life and hope in through us this evening. Come and speak. Is who you say that we are. Thank you, thank you. Let's stand together, shall we, if you can. We're going to sing that. It's what God has to say over your life. And uh, I would say, open up your heart. Continue to keep our hearts open, keep our minds open. Whatever is your point of need, let him speak. It's what he has to say over you and me. Not what someone else has to say. It's what he has to say. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. It's great. And 
I, I am still seeking to apply that to my own life. I will be defined by what God declares over my life, not by what other people say. I'm not, not I'm pig-headed. I'll listen to others, but I'm not going to let that, that, that not, nor my defeats or circumstances define me, but what, who, what God says I am. And uh, we're going to just declare that just a few, for a few more moments. We won't keep this going this evening. But I do feel that, um, you know, for, for many of us, and I'm one of those, so I'm included in this, I still want God to uh, speak over my life. I'm going to bathe in what he says over me today because Adrian at 56 is different from the Adrian at 26 when I was nearly being sick because I felt I couldn't speak, but now I've got different different challenges in my life. So I still need his declaration over my life, okay? But say, come on. So I, I just feel that it, there's something to be released amongst us tonight. So if you feel that you would like God, to, you know, you want God to, you want to, you want to be defined by what declares over you, then I would suggest this. Just throw your life in, into his hands. Cast yourself. Throw your life into his hands. This, as we sing this, as we sing these words and say, I want you to declare over my life, Father God. Would you declare over me, not what my family and others have said, and my husband or my wife or my boss or my or somebody at school who bullied me, or you know, someone that turned their back on me and circumstance that defines and I don't seem to be de- but I want your declaration over my life. You come and define me. Maybe you're here tonight. And, you know, you haven't come to a place in your life where you, we've given our life to God. And the key in our lives, a Christian isn't just a good person. It's just a person that prays. It, it, you know, we can all pray. We could all, all, all try and live a good life. It, it even isn't a person that just reads the Bible. But a Christian is someone, is a person that casts their life and says, God, take my life. Forgive me. I want to give you my life. And that's what it takes. We've got to give our lives completely. But tonight it may be that there's other things that define you. And you find yourself so choked at times. So we're not talking about getting a bit worried at times. That's normal. But when we get choked and, and, and it stops us at getting an interview and it stops us getting that job or, and it stops us even, even applying for such and such a thing, I'll never do that. I can, and, and we think we're not a good mum and I'm not a good this. And my thing is, let's really embrace it. And the Holy Spirit released something in us tonight. Now, if that's you... It's probably nearly all of us, because it's definitely me. Okay? I'm going to suggest something, if we can. So let's, let's, let's stand, we're standing together. But if, if you feel that you take a step of faith, come and let's all sort of, uh, come and stand at the front here. So we're going to sing this and we're going to ask God, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit just to speak over us. And as Andrew has, has, has said earlier, God, a word of God over your life and my life, and that's what we need. So if you feel that's you and you want to cast yourself, then, then come and, you know, you're standing up, but I want to ask us to do something. This is called a step of faith. You know, in the old days, they'd have an old, what they call an altar call and, and ask everybody to come and give up. But if, if you feel that you want God's declaration over your life, so not beat yourself up, you're not a bad person, but you want God's declaration over your life, then come and stand sort of forward here. We're not, we're not going to, so can we do that now? As soon as you can, come and do that. And we're going to just sing these words. And Mike and the team are going to lead us. But you want God's declaration. Let's have God's declaration over our life. No one's going to look at you. I, I can tell you, I need God's declaration every day. And let's have God's declaration over our life and and let's raise our hands to heaven and 
this will be a personal thing between you and God and he will speak over your heart and speak over your life. And if that's you, come and stand. Come and join us. Let's join us together. And that's fine. If somebody, if you want to go and pray with someone, that's fine and, and, and go and do that. But come and if we can make some more room. So if you could come this side a bit, well, guys, so, so let's all stand together. So Steve, if you could come this way. Sorry, I don't want to be bossing you all around. Fiji, if you could go that way. Sorry, no, I don't want to be a boss and boss you all around. But come on, let's, let's, draw, let's get close to the fire. We don't, and if you're at the back, you know, we want, the, we want you to get close to the fire, guys. We want you to you know, draw in. Let's draw in if you can. And we don't want to be bossing you around. But hey, let's, let's, I want God's declaration. This is, this is the thing over our lives. This is a great song, but it's not just a song. It's just saying, I want you to define me. You declare. And I believe that if we live this way, live our lives for him, he will speak over your life and my life. It's his word over us. Let's do that, shall we? Thanks, Mike. Just lead us for a little while. Let's soak this. Thank you. Lord Jesus, we want your declaration over our hearts and lives. And me, me too, all of us together, we just say, would you speak a word over our hearts, lives, families, livelihoods, thoughts? Uh, In the name of Jesus right now, we pray. We just want you, Father God, to have your say over our lives. I am who you say I am. Just pray tonight that that may be a loud call over all of our lives and even people that aren't gathered here right now that we love and whom we love. We are who you say we are and I pray that that will be so loud. Would you speak as only you can individually upon each and to each and in each of our lives so that what we hear is who you say we are that we might be freed to be the people that you want us to be you've got great plans you're a great God you're an amazing father and we give our lives to you in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen Amen. God bless you.